Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Dress Me Up. I'm Nicole. And I'm Krista. And we're here with practical tips to help you look your best and feel your best so you can do your best. How are you today, Krista? I'm good. I am well. Looking forward to the uh, Halloween festivities in 2020. (laughs) I hate Halloween so much. I do too. So (laughs) that was a bit of sarcasm right there. (laughs) I thought you were serious. I was like, I don't understand you at all. Um, no, it always just feels like such a pain. The only thing I guess I kind of like about it is, I mean, I love the candy. Candy's always awesome, but then I eat too much of it. Yeah, I don't like the candy. My kids are always like, get as much candy as you can. And then it's this whole battle of, I'm going to throw that away. Yeah. But actually, we we carved pumpkins yesterday, and that was super fun. And I have not carved pumpkins with them in like six years. Oh, wow. So my little kids are like, what is this? This is amazing. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Yeah, we haven't carved pumpkins yet this year. I think we're doing it on Halloween. We're doing okay, it actually yeah, on Halloween. That's good. Um, so let's get started. Krista's got a five-minute fashion, fast fashion tip for us. So yeah. why don't you go ahead? Okay, so my tip is um, about makeup. We talked about makeup a few weeks ago on our podcast, but um, since then I've learned a little uh, makeup hack. Um, You know, I'm getting a little older. I'm 40 now. So I feel like everything's starting to sag on my face a little bit more. (laughs) No. But, um, you know, there's such thing as hooded eyes. And I feel like my eyes are starting to have more of a hood. Hooded eyes just means like the skin up around, I guess your eyebrows is starting to kind of Well, your eyebrows down to your, like, little bone above your eye is kind of starting to droop more. So you don't see the indent in your eye as much. Um, So when you put on eyeshadow, sometimes that can be a problem because if you just put it in the crease, you don't really see it if you're starting to have more of a hooded eye. So a tip I just learned that works really well is to not just do the darker color in your crease of the eyeshadow, but also go just out a little bit on the eye bone. So that it um, opens up the eye more and you, you don't see as, you don't notice as much of the hooded eye. Hmm. So it's just a little makeup hack. That's interesting. So the darker color you would put in your crease, you want to just extend a little bit out to the, to the eye bone and um, it, it makes it look a little better. Okay. Interesting. So not all the way up to the eyebrow, just no, a no, little no. bit higher up. Just like right where your like where that bone is right above your, the crease of your eyelid. Okay. Um, just bring it out a little bit. Now you don't want to go all the way up to your eyebrow. That would be kind of weird. Yeah, that would be really weird. Be very dramatic. A <laughs> yeah. very dramatic look. Yeah. Okay. Um, so that's it. Okay. Well, that's helpful. And that's helpful too, to understand a little bit more what, what a hooded eye is. Cause I've heard that before, but I've never, I've never totally understood what that meant. Yeah. And so. some women have that just naturally, like it's just the way their eyes are shaped. Yeah. We were talking about that. I think yeah. Asian women tend to have that naturally. Cause yeah. I feel like my eyes have always kind of looked like this. Mm-hmm. But then apparently I have hooded eyes. <laughs> yeah, you do, but you do not have any wrinkles. So it's not because of aging. So. That's funny. Okay, well, that is helpful. Thank you. Mm-hmm. And our topic today is going to be on skincare. I think that, especially I think as as we get older, you know, we reach, like, I, I think a lot of women tend to think as soon as they hit their 40s, like, oh my gosh, I've got to start taking care of my skin. Ideally, if you are listening to this, you're in your 20s and you're actually starting right now because it's a long-term process. It's not something, there's no quick fix. It's like your, it's kind of like your teeth. Like 
if you're not taking care of your teeth from a young age, you're going to suffer for it as you get older. And I think our skin is the same way. Yeah. I wish someone would have said that to me, like when I was in my twenties, like really drilled it in because when you're in your twenties, you feel like you just don't think about that stuff because you're just young and your skin's great. And you just, you don't think about the future as far as wrinkles or, or just damage to your skin, Mm -hmm. but it's so important. If you start younger, it will benefit you. Right. Right. Just to start, I wanted to talk about, there's three layers to your skin. There's the, uh, the epidermis, which is the outer layer, the dermis, which is the middle layer, and then the hypodermis, which is the, the most underneath layer. And the hypodermis is where sort of the fatty skin cells um, are, are uh, found. The dermis is where most of the hydration takes place. And, and then the epidermis, the outer layer is, is what we see on the surface. So that's going to be, and that replenishes all the time. Although as you get older, it replenishes a lot more slowly. So what you really want to do, so the dermis being the middle layer is the hydrated part. And what you really want to do is try to keep that as hydrated as possible. So when you're young, in your teens and in your 20s, your body naturally produces something called hyaluronic acid, which we've all heard of. You know, you hear it, you think like, oh, okay, like, I I guess I need that because that's the latest thing. But when you're in your teens and 20s, your body is naturally producing hyaluronic acid. And that's um, what helps keep your skin hydrated, basically. It keeps it young looking because it's keeping it, it's keeping it hydrated. It's keeping it full of, of, of the nutrients that it needs. So in your 20s, I think probably the, the, the your teens or 20s, the thing that you want to uh, do the most or be the most aware of is, first of all, I think a lot of young girls tend to struggle with acne. Uh, and that's perfectly normal because your body is, you know, is is going through so many changes and so much of what you're eating and stuff is, is coming up on your skin. So I would say the first thing to do, even though you are young and maybe you're not gaining gaining weight, you know, very quickly, like I remember in my 20s, I could eat like two McDonald's hamburgers and a large fry and a chocolate shake and not gain any weight. Or like my girlfriend and I shared like a large Domino's pizza and we ate the whole thing, which is disgusting now. But um, <laughs> but we wouldn't gain any weight and that's great. But you're forgetting that that's actually affecting your skin mm-hmm. also. So um, taking care of your skin, not eating too many fatty, greasy processed foods is going to help with the acne. Also, sometimes they're finding now that spicy foods can affect your skin too. Hmm. So... Having too many spicy foods can also affect your skin. And then using an acne-related cleanser is always a good idea, but it doesn't have to be one that's too aggressive. So I have a few that I would recommend. I looked at all of these up on on Amazon, uh, and these are ones that I've had to use for my daughters in the past. Like, I won't say which daughter. But <laughs> anyways, La Roche-Posay. Aven, which is A-V-E-N-E, and Bioderm, each of those are, are specifically targeted for acne, but none of them are too aggressive, and they're all $20 or less. So, and a cleanser, you don't need to use a ton of it, mm-hmm. but just use enough so that you can uh, uh, help help make a difference with that. Another thing that you can try, and, and I say this because I, f- I find a lot more women are taking their daughters to dermatologists when they get acne. Which is wonderful. I think it's great that you're being so proactive about it. But at the same time, a dermatologist is so expensive. And I don't know about your insurance plan, Krista, but my insurance does not. We, I mean, actually, we don't have insurance, but we have like a, you know. Catholic health share? Yeah, we have like a health share. Mm-hmm. And 
and it doesn't cover dermatologists. Like, that's a frivolity. I know, exactly. <laughs> so um, I'm going to recommend one more thing that I have found lately, and it's a, a laser or light treatment. So Dr. Dennis Gross makes one. It looks like this. I, I put it on sometimes because it's also really good for anti-aging. It, it helps um, with acne and it also helps with aging. So you and your daughters could use it. So is this something that you purchase and buy and use at home? Yes. Okay. Yeah. So it looks like this goofy, you know, Phantom of the Opera mask that you put on your face that turns colors. Mm. And you can do one color for aging and uh, another one for another setting for uh, acne. So it's actually something all the women in your house could use. But if you use that every night, that helps a lot with sort of rejuvenating and digging out the impurities out of your skin. And it doesn't it doesn't feel like anything. It just feels kind of warm on your face. So hmm. that's something that's kind of nice. Interesting. Yeah. So when you're young, uh, in your 20s or teens, the kind of cleanser that you would want to use would be um, more of a foaming cleanser. So one of the things that I found when I was doing a deep dive into, into skincare, actually... Uh, I have this book that I would recommend. It's called Ageless Beauty, the French Way. And it's three generations of uh, French beauty editors. So this woman and her mother and her grandmother, they were all the uh, beauty editors for French Vogue, which is pretty amazing. So they mm -hmm. have a lot of experience and a lot of wisdom. I highly recommend this book. But one of the things they, they talk about in this book is they do a deep dive into the different types of cleansers. So if you're in your teens or 20s, the type of cleanser that you would want to use would be more of a foaming cleanser. A foaming cleanser is going to be good for getting the impurities out of your skin. Those are going to be more sort of your anti-acne but it's not going to be overly moisturizing either, which is which would just be a completely unnecessary benefit for you at that age. As you get older, there are different types of cleansers. There's a milk cleanser, a gel cleanser, and an oil cleanser. I personally really love the way milk cleansers feel. They're very, very gentle. They're great for dry or sensitive skin. And it just feels like, it feels like you're, you're, I mean, you're literally cleaning your face with milk. It feels really luxurious and really lovely. Hmm. I've done some of the oil cleansers. Have you done any of those? I have done oil cleansers. I, I, you know, it's funny because one of the things they were saying in this book is oil cleansers don't make your skin oily. But I, I, it always feels a little oily to me. I don't know. What are your well, thoughts? Well, does your t skin tend to be oily in general or is it more on the dry side or just sort of normal? My skin is relatively normal. Okay. So I'm much more susceptible to the environment that we're in. So we were just in Big Bear and my skin was so dry in Big Bear. But now here it, it's more kind of normal slash oily. Okay. Yeah, I have more dry skin in general. So for a while, actually, a few years ago, I was I was like cleaning my skin with oil like olive oil like I was oh wow like massaging my face and getting all the makeup off with olive oil and then using like a hot washcloth after that and just sort of like wiping it down mm. but actually I might start doing that again because it was amazing feeling for my skin and it did not make my skin overly oily because I have really dry skin mm, interesting so uh yeah that's that's good to know because I feel like I've never had success with oil cleansers but it could be also my skin's just not dry enough for it yeah. Another good thing uh, option is a gel cleanser, which is a little bit lighter than an oil cleanser. It's more oil based. And those are really good also for removing makeup mm -hmm. because one of the things you really need to do is, first of all, remove all the impurities that you've been exposed to through the day. Like living in Pasadena, there's so much 
smog and ash sm- yeah right. <laughs> ash and smoke and everything in the air i my my doctor told me the other day that uh living in the la area is the equivalent of smoking three cigarettes a day because the air the pollution is so bad for you oh my gosh isn't that crazy horrible. so um might as well just become a smoker <laughs> that's kind of what i thought like well then i'll just smoke <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I've been resisting. But... <laughs> kind of. <laughs> Except when I'm with you. <laughs> so, anyways, so yeah, so you really need something that's going to help to remove the impurities, and on top of all of that, your your makeup is just—it's so bad for your skin to sleep with your makeup on. So I would say that across the board for all ages. Yeah, I'm really at least twice a week I fall asleep with my makeup on. So mm. It's like the worst thing. Yeah, it's really bad for your skin. So don't do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think especially to eye makeup, we have to be really careful because the skin around our eyes is so sensitive and it can be so easily damaged. And that's, I think, one of the biggest signs of aging is when our eyes get too get too wrinkly and too droopy and stuff. So um, to be really careful about that. So after cleansing your skin, you need to use a toner. Uh, toners are really good for removing any lingering impurities or makeup that you, your cleanser might have missed. It's also really good for stimulating your skin cells for the next step. So it kind of, it's kind of like waking up your skin a little bit. After the cleansing, you want your pores to be a little bit more open and a little bit more awake for, for the next step. One thing I want to say about toners, I, I have been using the Beauty Counter Toner, which I, I do actually like a lot. It feels, it's just got that little bit of a stimulating feel to it. But oh, but the, my only problem with the Beauty Counter Toner is that you're supposed to apply it with your fingers. And I think one of the nice things about applying a toner with cotton ball or a cotton pad is that um, you want to be able to make sure that your the cotton pad comes back completely clean. So you use the toner until it's completely clean, like removing all traces of eye makeup or mm-hmm. uh, foundation or blush or any of that stuff. You want to make sure it does that. And if you're using your fingers, you can't really do that. Why do they say, what, do you know why they have you do it with your fingers? I don't. I don't. Mm. But I do find, I like the way it feels when I'm applying it with my fingers. It's just, it, I, I miss that element mm. when I do that. Mm-hmm. So... Okay, so after your toner, then one thing, the next thing you want to do is start using your serum. Uh, there's lots of different serums with lots of different benefits. One thing I would say is, uh, depending on your age and your interest, there's basically there's brightening serums that are going to be serums that are good for making your skin look more kind of alive get rid of sort of like that dull dry skin look and then there's going to be the sort of more of the deeply nourishing serums i would recommend having two different types of serums using one the brightening serum for during the day but just being really careful to use spf after that brightening serums usually have have vitamin c in them which is great for stimulating your skin and making your skin look more alive but it's also going to be something that uh, is also making your skin maybe a little bit more sensitive. So you definitely want to use uh, a moisturizer with an SPF. I would also, and that, that's across the board, all women should be using SPF. You should be using it every day, you know, just whatever your age, you really want to protect your skin. And I would recommend also using an SPF that's independent of your foundation 
and possibly independent of your moisturizer. Just because when they're mixing it in with something else, I think it's easy for it to become um, kind of watered down. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So you you don't know how, how much it's actually being spread across your skin unless you're using something that's specifically intended for that purpose. Mm. I think the moisturizer is a little bit better, but I, I just know for myself when I use an SPF, when I count on the SPF in my foundation, I don't use a ton of foundation. Yeah, if you're just using it in like the T-zone or something, you're not going to, you're going to have spots that are right. sunburned. Or if you use just a very thin layer, I think mm -hmm. too, you know, you're mm -hmm. not going to you're not going to be protecting your skin as much as maybe you ought to. Oh, okay. So sorry. So after the toner, you want to use the serum. Oh, the other thing that I think is important to use at night, and my nighttime serum has retinol in it. There's different types of retinol also. There's, uh, ret there's a retinol poly... Oh, gosh, darn it. I can't remember what it's called. Retinol, and I can't read my notes. Politate or something like that. Politinate, something like that. I can't remember. I'm so sorry. Um, and that's going to be the weakest form. And then retinol and then retinoid is going to be more intense than that. And then after that, you're starting look, to look at uh, something a prescription-based. Mm -hmm. uh, I would not use uh, prescription-based unless you really have some skin condition that you need to be wary of. Uh, for most people, retinol is going to be enough. Uh, and I would start slow with that. Maybe just use it two or three times a week and see how that goes before you start incorporating it every day. And the reason you use it at night is because it makes your skin super sensitive to the sun. Right. So you don't want to use it in the morning when you're going to go out because it your skin can really get damaged yeah. from the sun. I like to use at night twice a week this the beauty counter um, resurfacing peel. Mm. And it's like a serum. I don't think it has retinol in it, but every time I use it, I feel like my skin is just so refreshed the next day. But I only do it like twice a week or three times because it, it is kind of intense. So you don't want to do it more than that. But it kind of takes off the dead layer of skin. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, I don't get a lot from Beauty Counter, but I do have that, and it it really feels so good on my skin. And I've had it for, like, seven months, and it, it just really lasts because you only need to use it a couple times a week. Mm -hmm. That's good so, to know. Yeah. Um, the one that I like to use, this is a serum. It's called Medicate, and it's a Retinol 6 Serum. I've just started using that. Uh, it's actually not terribly strong, so and I've used retinols for a while now, so I, I use this almost every night. Mm -hmm. um, and I do feel like it helps my skin to be brighter. Um, something that I recommend uh, along the lines of peels also, thinking of what you're saying, Krista, is um, the Tammy Fender Epi Peel. And it's it's an exfoliating, so it's it's the same sort of idea as the retinol. It's getting rid of the dead skin on the surface, but it's more an exfoliator. And uh, while you want to be careful f by, from exfoliating too much, because you, you, the, I think we have a tendency, especially in this country, to be really rough to our skin and think like, you know, I want to get it really, really deep clean. But what you really want is just to get rid of the dead surface uh, mm -hmm. skin. Yeah. You don't want that to do top like, layer. Yeah. You don't want to be abrasive to your skin um, because you'll, you'll, what you have underneath, if that gets damaged, it's damaged forever. Mm -hmm. That doesn't get, re that doesn't get replenished. So, um, yeah, so the Tammy Fender Epi Peel, it is more expensive. It's, it's pretty expensive. Um, I had that though for about three years and I would use it two or three times a week. 
and it's fantastic. And when I was using that on a regular basis, it was, it, it made a huge, huge difference. And they're all, her products are all very, very natural, really good for the skin. Um, very organic. So, Holistic. but still, yeah, but, but it still, it works. Yeah. So yeah. I hate those companies that are holistic, but don't do anything for you. Like, yeah. What's the point? So I think that's roughly all that I wanted to talk about today about this. I feel like, I feel like skincare can be sort of confusing for women and there's so many options out there. I just wanted to roughly hit what is sort of the basic cleansing stuff that you should be doing for your skin. Oh, and don't forget your neck and your décolletage. So that's, if you wear a scoop neck shirt, your décolletage is the part of you that is being exposed oh, to the scoop neck. Fun fact. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so make sure you take care of that too because that gets ignored and that's also very, very sensitive. It's as sensitive as your face. Mm -hmm. So you have to take care of your neck and your um, décolletage. Okay, interesting. Great. Well, thank you for all that. Um, like I said, I hope the, the young women are listening to this as well because it's so important to start young even before you you need to. So. Mm -hmm. That's so true. All right. Well, thanks, Nicole. All right. Well, that's going to wrap up our episode for this week and remember to like us on itunes or wherever you listen and check out our instagram account at dress me up podcast and we're going to post some of the things that nicole talked about today some of the products uh, in case you're interested and you can message us um, on instagram about anything else you want to hear discuss or you can just say hi and thanks for listening bye bye